Welcome to the Catholic Link Podcast, the podcast for busy Catholics. My name is Father Rob Adams, and today I wanted to do an episode about the rosary. Now, as I'm recording this, it's towards the end of October, and I know that October is the month of the rosary, but it, it did make me kind of think, you know, I've talked about the history of the rosary, the development of the rosary, but I haven't really gotten into some of the more spiritual parts of how it works, right? I'm sure a lot of people who listen to Catholic podcasts or are interested in Catholic things have some practice with saying the rosary. And I was actually thinking about it because my parish just decided to bring back its first Saturday rosary as a, as a way to pray together. But I know that a lot of people, first off, don't know how to pray the rosary. So I think there's a lot of good resources out there. If you don't know how to pray the rosary, go look those up, find a pamphlet in church, ask somebody you know. But I want to talk about how to pray the rosary better, because I think that we're afraid to talk about it. I mean, I'll be honest, I'm a priest and uh, I've been Catholic my whole life, and I like to think that I love God and the Blessed Mother, but sometimes the rosary is kind of hard. And I want to talk about ways that the rosary can be challenging, but also ways that the rosary can be a part of our spiritual practice in a more meaningful way. So let's get started with the obvious way of how to pray the rosary better, right? And that is praying with the mysteries. There are 20 mysteries attached to the rosary, one for each decade. The mysteries of the rosary are broken up into four categories. We have the joyful mysteries, which celebrate the Annunciation and the birth of Jesus. We have the luminous mysteries that celebrate the life and ministry of Jesus. We've got the sorrowful mysteries, which focus on the passion and death of the Lord Jesus. And finally, the glorious mysteries, which are all about the resurrection and its consequences. Now, a lot of people, when they defend the rosary from, from non-Catholics or when they, they talk about the value of it, they like to say the whole point of saying all of these Hail Marys is that the gospel or the rosary is supposed to be a meditation on the gospel. Sorry about that. It is a meditation on the gospel itself. And when they say that, they mean that during each of the decades, we're focusing on one of those mysteries. Okay. And if that's something that you haven't been doing, I want to challenge you maybe to start thinking about that. The rosary is a good way to meditate on the, the life of Jesus, the events of the gospel itself. And one way that I've heard that helped me a little bit, to be honest, is, is from Germany way back in the day. And they said that when people would say the rosary in the middle of the Hail Mary, they would try to find a way to add the mystery itself. So it would go a bit like this. Let's pretend we're praying on the mystery of the Annunciation. It's a Hail Mary full of grace. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Annunciation, right? So they would add the, the name of the mystery after the first half of the Hail Mary. And there is a good, good physical way of, of remembering things, right? But another good way would be to meditate on that picture in the gospel. Maybe a bit like some of the Jesuit meditations that you've heard about, where we read a passage of scripture and then we try to imagine it. We try to see what it was like, how I would have felt if I was in the middle of that. And the Hail Marys can just be a background to that kind of meditative prayer. That's also totally cool and a very profitable way of praying the rosary. One thing that I do, I'm not big on Ignatian prayer, not that it's bad, it's just not my cup of tea, 
But one thing I found helpful is to think about what that mystery means in the mystery of salvation. And I like to think about how cool it is as I kind of go through life and I change. Certain parts of the gospel mean a lot more to me now than they used to. And some of that's because I read more books now than I used to, but some of it's just that I think there's maturity in the spirit, where the more that we pray and the more that we practice our faith, the deeper our practice gets and the closer we get to God. And when we get closer to God, it's certainly possible for us to have new insights that we may not have been able to have before. And I say that because I think it's not really possible to explain it all to somebody. There's a part of prayer that just kind of has to come with doing it, right? Prayer is an experience. It's not a class. It's not something that anyone else can really teach you how to do apart from the basics. So pray the rosary and see if your appreciation of these mysteries, of the, the events in the life of Jesus, changes over time, because that's a good indicator of some spiritual growth. All right, I said that I was going to talk about the mysteries, and I was going to talk about the not mysteries. Now, what does that mean, right? What does it mean to pray the rosary without really putting a lot of effort into the mysteries itself? Here's what I'm saying. I know that because I live in a non-Catholic area, we have to defend the practice of the rosary quite frequently, to be honest. I mean, almost all the time. And one of the major objections that we end up hearing is that the rosary is useless repetition, right? The kind of repetition that Jesus tells us is babbling like the pagans do. It's saying a whole bunch of Hail Marys a whole bunch of times. I actually want to lean into this. And I think that actually saying a bunch of Our Fathers and Hail Marys a whole bunch of times has a lot of spiritual benefit if it's done with the right attitude. Now, what does that look like? I know that for me as a priest, sometimes I'm just not feeling very, uh, let's say, meditative, right? You're, and I'm sure it's not just a priest thing. Anybody who's got kids and works a job and does all the normal adult things, it's hard, right? It's hard sometimes to feel meditative. And so there can be a certain value in just almost spacing out and saying the prayers. And the reason I say that is, is really twofold. The first one is that there is a certain spiritual value in spacing out and leaving room for God. It's kind of like saying the words without so much focusing on them, right? The very practice of praying and stopping doing whatever you're doing and just kind of letting your mind be cleared of all the stuff that's in there is really good, right? Sometimes God has to prune our minds themselves from all the delusions and from all the sin and just the junk and idolatry that gets piled up in there. The Desert Fathers are actually really big on this. They even say that one of the purposes of saying the Jesus prayer so many times is to help us get into such a rhythm that we start to space out a little bit. And that's not a bad thing, because that spacing out can be our way of clearing out all of the spiritual junk that builds up in our minds and our hearts. 
Now, the other way of praying this way is to focus explicitly on the words themselves, right? To think that when I'm saying, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee, I'm reciting the words of the angel Gabriel and thus also the words of God the Father, right? There can be a real benefit in just focusing on those words. But I think that there is almost a natural progression from focusing on the words to allowing our mind to kind of I don't want to say disengage, but maybe not engage in a conscious way. So I think that there is immense value in this if we approach it with the right heart. Now, the other thing I want to point out about saying a bunch of Our Fathers and Hail Marys, maybe this is something you haven't thought of before, but it's connected to why Mass is so long, right? Couldn't we just have a validly ordained priest? He could pick up some bread and wine, say the words of consecration, give us communion, boom, boom, we're good, right? Well, there's, that might be true in an absolute bare minimum sense for validity, but it's not true in terms of the way that we need to pray as human beings. You see, for us, sometimes it takes us a little while to get invested into an activity, I think about myself, like even when I'm sitting down watching TV, sometimes it takes me a good 15 minutes before I'm really invested in a show or I'm invested in an activity, even if it's something fun, like talking to a friend or, or I, I'm crazy and I like working out, but it takes me a few minutes really to get into that activity. And if prayer and worship really are these super important and, and absolutely necessary activities for our interior life, it makes sense that it would take some time, just like any other part of our human development. So I think that if you're praying the rosary and you feel like, man, this takes forever, this is so painful, why do I got to do it this way? Allow yourself to experience that because this is the way that you're going to get your heart and mind invested in prayer. So I want to, I want today to be a lesson for people who, who feel like they're they don't like the rosary or they feel boxed in from the way that they learned it. I hope that either by going down the road of focusing on the mysteries or allowing your mind to be cleared and making room for the Holy Spirit to speak, I think the rosary is a very good tool that allows us to approach God even when we're tired and even if we are not super prayers by disposition. So get out there and say your rosary. It doesn't really matter how. I just want everybody to know that there are really strong benefits for however you go about doing this. This is Father Rob Adams, and we have been on the Catholic Link podcast, the podcast for busy Catholics. You can head on over to catholiclink.org, and you can find links to all of our great material over there, including past episodes of this podcast. Thanks so much for your time. Take care, and God bless you.